Welcome to the Thrive with Omu podcast, where each week I'll chat with an amazing entrepreneur on their growth journey. They'll be sharing this with us to help and encourage us to take that bold step. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Thrive with Omu podcast, and I have Sheena with me today. Sheena, it's so nice to have you, and it's cold and raining out here. Thanks for having me. Over here, it is hazy and, and well, kind of hot. It's, it's cool this morning, but we're still in spring. Oh, nice. It's the, in Nigeria, we have um, the rainy season and we have mm-hmm. the hamatan. The hamatan is dry, dusty. The rainy season, it rains mm. and it would rain for three, four days nonstop. It would drizzle, rain, drizzle. So everywhere is damp. Oh boy. Yeah. I think here the haze, actually, it's interesting. I think there's a fires or wildfires in Canada and it's making its way down to the East coast. So the air that we actually, I have um, an indicator on my computer that we have polluted air right now. So the haze that we're seeing is actually from those wildfires in Canada. It's actually kind of not happy, not, not a good time right now, but Good. No, no good. good. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> so I'm get. I'm sure our guests are wondering. We're just chatting away. Who is Sheena? I'm sure they want to know. Oh, who is Sheena? Uh, well, I will start off by saying that I'm a life design expert and and coach. I have hosted uh, various uh, retreats and seminars, and I also uh, I also offer coaching. Um, for professional women who want to create a life that they don't need a vacation from. And um, so that's basically, I call myself the joy curator, collecting all things joy and offering it to those in my community. I think as, especially as Black women, um, we had been conditioned to believe that we have to work extra super hard, especially my generation. I'm 39. Okay. And so we got heck of master's degrees. We went to school. We're getting these high paying, um, high stress jobs um, and, and doing everything basically that was told that we need to do in order for us to have a, a stable and happy and fulfilling life. And so here we are. And what you've noticed is a lot of us are rebu- rebuking kind of the the strong black woman because we're tired at the end of the day. We're exhausted and burnt out. I'm tired of being strong. <laughs> I'm tired of being strong. And my master's is in healthcare. And we just came through one of the most probably stressful times in our in, a, in my living history. And so, you know, a lot of us are feeling the results of basically having to, to be this uh, this persona for most of our, our our young adult and adult lives. And so how do we change that narrative and how do we still continue to be um, ambitious and driven, but also understand what it looks like to be at ease and actually seek joy and feel fulfilled? A lot of us don't know how to do that. We have to relearn ourselves all over again. And so in 2019, I found myself exhausted. I quit a very toxic job and um, 
I just said, spirit lead me. And I, I was literally unemployed for probably like four months. But when I tell you, Omu, it was the best four months of my life. I was doing Postmates and door dashing and doing all different types of things <laughs> to make ends meet. But I felt so free. And for the life of me, I didn't understand. I wasn't making the money I was making when I was employed. But I felt this freeness and this liberty and this sense of well-being that I hadn't felt before in my life. And I said, there's got to be a science to this. There's got to be some reason why I feel this free. And how can I incorporate it when I'm gainfully employed? And so I studied the science of joy. I put certain practices into place. And not only the science of joy, but the art of magnetism, the laws of the universe, the study of, of abundance and the law of attraction. And you know, put certain things in my life to make to, to increase the quality of my life. And I found that once I did those things, all these doors started opening. You know, all these opportunities started presenting itself. I started making more money than I ever made before. Some friends basically kind of fell off, but new ones came around that were more online. Yeah. And so I take those practices and those teachings and I have an eight week one-on-one coaching where women who are in the same position or was in the same position that I was in, I teach them and I show them how to transform their lives and how to approach that transformation so that they can continue to have the, be ambitious, be driven, and also live a life that you actually are proud of and a life that you don't need to escape from. Wow. Awesome. That sounds you know, I'm listening and I'm actually imagining myself in doing the coaching program. <laughs> so it, um, my mantra is always living your best life. Mm-hmm. And I always say that. And um, I remember that when I started um, using it as a hashtag, a lot of people interpreted it to mean, you know, like living it up, traveling, buying things and all that. And Honestly, I love traveling. I love buying good things, but traveling and buying good things and expensive things and taking pictures does not equate to actually living your best life. It's from within. And so I always had to explain to them that, you know, it's not about where you go to and what you buy and all that. It's actually more about what's going on inside of you. And I had to do that work because. I got to that point where I realized no, no amount of courses or certifications or degrees or money in the bank or would buy you true happiness. There's nothing as good as just being your authentic self and feeling liberated, which, by the way, is one of the reasons why I started this podcast, because I realized that, especially with the younger ones and even with me, when you when we see people on social media um, putting up this post or speaking or doing anything, it seems so easy. It seems natural. I mean, for instance, we're having this podcast. We had to, sh- we had to shift it for 30 minutes because I was stuck somewhere and I needed to rush. And then we're here looking like we just woke up and decided to have a chat. Right. No one knows the backstory. So, you know, it's, and then we sell these stories to people and we're in, indirectly we're selling to them a life free of challenges. So mm-hmm. when at the slightest challenge, 
people begin to break. Yeah, crumble, right? You know, yeah. and crumble. And for me, that's actually one of the um, points I like to highlight because I want people to know that, look, we never are like what we've been through. You know? I agree. I agree. And that's interesting you say that because I think that as we pursue the life of our dreams, um, you know, we've been told that if we make more money, we'll, we'll have, we'll, we'll be able to, you know, do all the things and feel much better. And we don't, we kind of look at people's side eye who are wealthy and, and can't, you know, imagine another day of existence and the correlation between how much money that you make and your actual sense of happiness and well-being uh, stops at a certain figure. And, and guess what that number is? Guess what that salary is when it stops, when, when you stop being happy, when you get a raise? What's that? Uh, and $70,000 a year. Once you make over $70,000 a year, no matter how much you make above that, the correlation doesn't align. So yes. a lot of us are making above $70,000 and we keep striving, 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 striving. But you're right, you know, and you and I hadn't talked about this, but I'm going through a very difficult time in my life where my dad has been diagnosed with a, 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 a really um, um, serious medical condition. And I've been dealing with that for the past month or so. And it's been tra- challenging because here I am, the joy curator, all things joy, but in full transparency, there's going to be times where you don't feel very good. And um, the most, the more that you actually are seeking joy, the more that you are aware that you, when you're not in that space of joy, exactly. how do you navigate that space? How do Mm -hmm. you um, say like, okay, I'm not in a place where I'm happy. What do I do? We, we fight, we clamor because we want to be happy. We do this escapism thing and there's tactics that we actually need to use when we're in those spaces. I did a video of my room because we always show our room and us cleaning up and having all this aesthetic, pretty, beautiful, um, living space. But what happens when you're in a season where everything's not going anywhere? And I actually did a video of my room of what it looked like when I was having a not so great season and I want to put it on Instagram and show like every day you you don't wake up making coffee, looking gorgeous. This is what it looks like when you're going through the thick of it. And Mm -hmm. I I want more of us to be more transparent about that because living your best life can look different for many people, but it, it's not something that you're going to experience every day. That's an unrealistic uh, expectation. Actually, I even say that living your best life does not mean you don't have bad days. It's actually just being aware that you're going through a bad day and you're intentional about going past it. You're not letting it push you down. You identify with your inner core. And, you know, um, Bob Bog wrote something and I had to agree with him on that. He says, with everyone talking about living their best lives and living authentically, that a lot of people think have misunderstood authentic living to be posting anything and writing anything that you know they feel like and they think it's just their authentic self. So living your best life also includes boundaries, mm-hmm. which is something that people don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what what led you to this? Have you always done this or was it a life experience or something? 
Yeah, it was definitely a life experience. Um, again, when I when I decided and when I voluntarily became unemployed in 2019, um, you know, I think and and I'm grateful for the positions that I've had in corporate America and, and the opportunities that have been presented to me because uh, of of my position and, and my status of where I've where I've gotten. However, there has been times where, you know, depression, anxiety um, was caused by the environment that I was exposing myself to every single day. Um, I was uh, went to premature labor uh, with my son and he had to spend some time in the NICU um, due to um, a work experience at work. And literally the next day after that experience, I went into uh, into labor uh, a month before then. And so um, it was just looking at all those things and saying, you know, there's got to be a there's got to be a better way of being able to do this, because I cannot fathom how people can do this for 20, 30 years and then retire by what, 60, 70 years old and then. They never lived. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I can't do this. I need to live now because I I I would say that. There's just so much more that we only get in bits and pieces and we can't fit life in three, two to three weeks of paid time off. You know, Mm -hmm. life is meant to be enjoyed now. And as I did my my time in 2019 in, in being in an unemployed space, I think that, you know, in studying the the art and the science of joy. I think that that really led me of saying there's so much that we've been taught that's just not correct. That's leading to our own burnout, to our own sense of overwhelm. It's a little different from what we've been taught, but somebody's got to get out there and continue to spread this message that we don't have to be and do all the things. We don't have to be everything to everybody. We don't have to do all of the things and and grab all of the criteria and credentials and accreditations and every all the things mm-hmm. for us to mm-hmm. feel fulfilled. Um, and it is about what's in what's in us. And I also the second part of that is that being ambitious and being driven. You're waiting for certain thresholds. As soon as I get this master's degree, as soon as I get this doctorate, yeah. as soon as I get this position, as soon as I make the six figures, you're living in the future and there's no joy in the future. The joy Absolutely. happens today. That's, that's it. That you, you can't experience joy in the future. You can't experience, you know, joy, relive in the past. That doesn't serve you for today. The journey, the joy is actually in the journey and not in the destination. And the more you put your head down and just focus on getting to the next thing, the further away from the goal that you're actually trying, that actually you're you're going to get. You lose out on the present. You lose out on the present. And you look up, your kids are grown, you know, you, your Mm -hmm. knees bad. (laughs) You're like, what happened with my knees? I can't get down like I used to. You know, you out of breath going up the stairs. You haven't spent any time with yourself. And by the time you look up to get this thing, you're like, oh my gosh, I, don't, I have it now. It's like, now what? What am I supposed to do now? And um, it's a lot of us who are experiencing that now and don't have the guidance, don't have the step-by-step 
understanding of, and even just approval. And I think that you probably can relate when it comes to, sometimes we just need someone to say, you got this, go ahead. Absolutely. You don't need anything yeah. else. Everything you need to go to is already yeah. within you. Stop, you know, overthinking it. Stop trying to make it perfect. Stop being afraid. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll always be afraid, but here's how you work through the fear. Yeah. Here's how you work through the imposter syndrome. Here's how you create this life that you so desperately want and you create it now. And then your future will come to will meet you quicker. It'll be like, oh, she's ready for me. Oop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes we're slowing it down because we're not ready. Mm. We feel we're not ready. Yeah. We f- no, we feel we're not ready and we're acting not ready. So it can't meet with us. Because exactly. we're not prepared. We haven't prepared our mind. We're right. still the not ready phase mentally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Many of my clients feel that way. Many of them feel like, oh, I have this idea or I have this business, but I'm afraid. And it's like, well, what it, there, the fear is going to always be there. The fear is not going to go away. As you meet a new level, there's going to be um, new things that you have not experienced before. But here are the steps to guide you through that fear. And here is your partner, myself, to actually to tell you you're doing the right thing. Keep going. And then you'll be looking back and you're like, oh, my gosh, I, I, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm swimming. I'm learning. I'm, I'm you know going up this hill. And, uh, that's, I think that's, that's important in, in, in the work that we do. So how was transitioning from paid employment to, um, this, was it just a smooth? No. And actually I'm still going, I'm still hybrid. So (laughs) I work from home. I've been blessed in that capacity. Uh, I work remotely full time. So I'm still in corporate America. Uh, however, yeah, I'm still in corporate America, but just because, and this is me taking my step myself out of corporate America in 2019, then focusing on me, creating those boundaries, identifying the habits that make me happy and feel fulfilled. And then I presented myself as a new Sheena to my future employer. Yeah. And And you got what you wanted. Yeah, I got what I wanted. You know, I, I knew that I'm not going to reduce myself. Um, I'm not going to undervalue myself. I'm going to ask for my worth. I know what my value is. I'm going to be well paid for what it is that I do because I do it well. And not saying that I have not made it to a point where do I do I desire still to to be full time in the space? Yes. However, I think for a lot of us. Corporate America is a tool, not a means to an end. And so once you remove your emotional connection to that title, to that role, to your job and show up as the best version of you that day (laughs) and do the best version, give them the best version of you, but still reserve some of that for yourself and for your family, you actually are a lot more productive. You are um, a lot more satisfied and you'll find yourself being feeling a lot more fulfilled as you continue to move towards the things that you ultimately want. The, the, the buck never stops. 
you know, it, it's always going to be for us who are driven and ambitious. It's always going to be, okay, I got my business. Now I want to, you know, bring on an assistant. Now I want a team under me, underneath me. Now I just want to direct and consult. I don't even, you know, it's always going to be a new version yeah. um, of, of what it is that you want. So that's kind of how I imagine and how it's been. It's tough in this hybrid space because you have, you know, so many different pieces of yourself. But doing that work at the beginning when I removed myself and then reintroduced myself made it just a whole lot better for me emotionally and mentally, because now I'm clear about who I am, what I want, where I'm going, and I can show up to work being the person that they need me to be for the hours that they need me to be that. And I can also have work on the things that actually are my goals for the future. I, you know, the good thing is, um, aside from helping people design the life that they want to live, even though this is part of it, the experience of um, living corporate America and going back in on your terms and the whole process of deciding what you want, what your values are, what truly makes you happy, and all that is a whole experience that I'm sure that a lot of people benefit from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, we have to shed some of these beliefs that we were conditioned yeah. or kind of uh, of conditioned to to believe and that were given to us. And no disrespect, I feel like a lot of times it was given to us because that's what we honestly at one time felt like. That's this is what this is the, yeah. the trick right here. Well, yeah, baby, I, mean, I mean, the last you, couple of years has been crazy. People mirror, there's the mirror. People mirror you. And then also a lot of times you attract what you believe. So a lot of times we walk into these offices, like I tell people, you walk into the office and you've already said to yourself, um, they're not going to listen to me mm. or I'm not good enough for this office or they're doing me a favor. And then you wonder why you get that. It's what you've given. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, we we have had, um, you know, our our struggles within within, you know, certain spaces. And there's a lot of us that still are going through that. But as I stated before, um, you know, there's a shedding of a mentality, a shedding of lessons that we learn that we kind of mm-hmm. need to be like, this isn't working out for my greatest good. So I probably should replace this lesson with, with something else or kind of revise it a little bit so that it can work a little bit better for me. So, you know, before we round up, I find that there are a lot of um, people who, and those are the sort of people I work with, they're kind of stuck. They know they're stuck, but they can't really tell where and how you and I would know that it's because they're probably not living in alignment with their values or they're not just being their authentic selves. So they're just uncomfortable, even though on the face of it, everyone would expect them to be happy. So maybe they have a high paying job, a fancy car, fancy house, and no one, I mean, everyone would wonder why you shouldn't be happy but they know within themselves that they are not really happy. You also have people who want to change jobs because they believe that's where they will be happy and they're just 
um, scared of taking that step, what would be, you know, like one or two tips you can give them that can they can use just by listening to this podcast? Um, have a conversation with your future self. Your future self will tell you exactly what you need to do, exactly where you need to go and start showing up as your future self today. What is she wearing? What does she do for fun? What does her friends look like? How do her friends show up for her? We got to do it. We got to do a friend audit. <laughs> some of those people that, that you may feel um, may make you feel some kind of way or they don't necessarily understand the path. And, and these are people that you're probably talking to and surrounding yourself with, not necessarily reaffirming where it is that you should go. They, they probably belong in a certain classification of friends that doesn't necessarily align with what your future self is, is who she is and who she's going to be. So often I lead my clients to exercises of having an interview and a conversation with their future self and learning from that person, learning from her, and then bringing that on into your current life today. That is powerful. That is indeed powerful. I'm actually going to do that again. That is powerful. <laughs> Gina, I had, honestly, I have had an amazing, amazing time with you. I wish I, I was jotting because I really have a lot to take in. Thank you so much for um, taking time out. And thank you for your patience. Oh, no, no. Thank you for having me on the show and taking time to have this conversation with me and providing space for, for me to talk about the services I offer. It's greatly appreciated. Awesome. So, hey, guys, I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to have to redesign my life <laughs> with the life design coach. Um, so get in touch with Sheena. And I'm yours always, Omo. I'm out. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Thrive with Omu podcast. This is your host, Omu Obilo.